Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2019 is brought to you by our Indiegogo producers, Richard Kreutz-Landry, Robert Anderson, The Drinking and Screaming Podcast, The Ostium Network, Damian Sidlow, Max Kasparek, Aaron Keon, Kyle Decker, Rocky Lee, Ryan Bolter, and Neon Green Tiger. A very special thank you to all of our Indiegogo supporters and to the IPM organizational team. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to another episode of Drinking and Screaming, a new podcast we're doing about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Shar. And I'm Kelly. And today we're doing a special bonus episode. This mini-sode is a part of International Podcast Month, which is a celebration of podcasts that takes place every September. And we're so excited to be a sponsoring partner this year. Reach out to them on Twitter using at PodMonth or use the hashtag IPM2019. Today we'll be talking about the short film called Lights Out while enjoying a more simple cocktail creation that goes with the themes of the movie. It is a mini-sode, after all. Also, I like being able to be a sponsor without actually having to give any money. I, I did. Oh, never mind. I like being a sponsor <laughs> after giving money. <laughs> That's the thing. If you uh, did their Patreon, or it wasn't Patreon, it was uh, Indiegogo. It was like 40 bucks, uh, and then you get n- named every beginning of every episode. Theoretically, I'm also spending money by using my billable hours to edit this podcast. Exactly. Always think about that, folks. If you ever <laughs> offer something, you're also using up what could be billable time. Mm-hmm. But so today, we're watching Lights Out, the short, not the full film. Oh, we probably will watch that eventually. Yeah. I've seen it before. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Spoilers. But the short is really great. So I'm the one that made the drink this week. Um, It's kind of like a root beer float. I call it knockout because that's like lights out. You're knocked out. Punch out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's with root beer. We use Diet A&W because A&W is the best root beer. They're not a sponsor of ours, but I fucking love A&W root beer. Also, we use Diet because we're healthy. Yeah. Even though we drink all these cocktails. <laughs> and then I used a dark spice rum. And then the kicker that I, because I wanted it to be like a really black drink. To top it all off, I made a sphere-shaped ice cube that is, or ice sphere, I guess, that is uh, <laughs> coffee and cream mixed together. So it uh, hardened into like a beige circle, which I wanted to be the creature or yeah. the light bulb, I guess, would also work. It also does it does something to the top of the drink. It makes it really foamy. Just like the creature. It ruins the dark. I don't know. That makes sense. I don't know. I like it, though. It's kind of, it basically became a sort of makeshift float. Yeah, it's like a root beer float, but made with coffee and cream, which actually is really good. I like the coffee flavor mixed in with it. Yeah, I wanted something, just because it's a mini-sode, something simple. The coffee really does add a whole other side to it yeah and it's such a big sphere that it's like right at your nose as you take each sip and as it melts it becomes more coffee flavored and each flavor is distinct enough without overpowering like i can taste the rum i can taste the root beer and i can taste the coffee all collected together into one delicious flavor Mm. it's interesting can we just make coffee ice cubes from now on we should this is the thing because one of my favorite Negronis was actually made with an espresso ice oh, cube. Oh, that'd be cool. And that was really good. Nice. We do have the fancy, we have one big cube 
ice cube maker. That's true. You can make it with that. That's true. I could also do that. That's the new, that's our new thing because of this bonus episode. Is Woo! Every ice is made of coffee now. <laughs> if you if you hear clinking around in our glass, it's probably coffee. And it's also the first drink that has literally no sponsored ingredients in it. So shout out to all our patrons. Yeah, you didn't even add blood because there's no blood in this short. Nope. But it's still so, so spoopy. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to our Patreon. Um, check us out if you want to support the show. It really, really helps us out at Drink and Scream. Although if you're listening to this, you already are a patron. No, because this is also going to go on the oh, that's right. International Podcast Month. That's the whole point. We're going to be filled with a whole feed of different How podcasts. How many of these cocktails have I drank already? Only a few <laughs> sips of one. Okay, so Lights Out. It premiered December 30th, 2013. It's written and directed by David Sandberg, and it was originally created just for fun and submitted to the Bloody Cuts Horror Challenge. That seems like a contradiction. Yeah, I just entered this challenge for fun. <laughs> I just made it, you know, on a whim uh, no, to they, win a challenge. So they made it. <laughs> well, I'll get into it more with the fun facts, but they made it just as a passion project. Oh, and then they submitted it And then they saw after. this horror challenge. And they were like, oh, that works for what we made. Um, so the synopsis, I really love this one. When you're all alone in a small, dark room, what do you fear the most? Is it the temporary blindness or is it the uneasy, deep feeling that someone or rather something is observing your every move? See, I like that when it when a synopsis of a movie poses a question rather than like Jimmy and Sally thought they were safe. Then when they went to the prom, someone went crazy and killed them all. Oh, my God. Now they're about to turn on their friends for one last battle. That was pretty good. Thanks. I want to see that movie. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And usually at this point in our show, we would play the trailer for you to get a little feel of what the film is if you haven't seen it. But this short is under three minutes long. So, and you can find it on- It's basically trailer length. Exactly. And I don't want to spoil it for you. So just find it on YouTube. Definitely stop listening now if you haven't seen it yet. Take the three minutes to watch the video. Well, hit the pause, not the stop. Yeah. And then come back to us, sweet listener. Don't don't mark this podcast as listened until you've listened to it. <laughs> also, there's no like dialogue in the short, so if I just played, I could probably just play the short in the background while we're talking, and you wouldn't notice. Yeah, <laughs> which brings up something that I mentioned in an article that I wrote for International Podcast Month. I did a voice acting article, Ooh. which should pop up on their website. But uh, one of the points I make in it is that actors are usually believed if they're on stage or on camera, up until the point when they open their mouth to speak. And that's when the audience will make a decision of like, do I, do I, are you a character or are you an actor? Are you a story that's happening in front of me or are you a little banum that I'm watching? So if I want to get into acting, I should just never talk. Exactly. And then people will believe me. It's like Eleven in Stranger Things. She has like 20 lines. (laughs) Or Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Who everyone loved literally until he opened his mouth. And then they're like, oh no. Oh, his voice is bad. (laughs) Ew. But in this, the woman who plays woman is, uh, she never says a word. (laughs) I thought you were correcting yourself. No. The woman, I mean, sorry, woman. I said, who plays woman? No, I know. <laughs> That's her character name. But she's just an average woman. Uh, she's getting ready for bed. And I love that the director cast who he did because she's literally just an average lady. Like, not to say that she's not beautiful, but mm-hmm. she's just... She looks like any of us. Exactly. So it's so relatable. And also, I'm so scared of the dark, which is entirely what this thing is about. <laughs> so I really related to her. 
<laughs> I mean, we actually stole this idea for the intro of one of our YouTube videos a while ago, where it was like you flicking the lights on and off and me disappearing and appearing. Yeah, which worked w- out well, but I definitely think they did it better. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's subjective. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's funny, I kind of gave it away, but this is a movie about the dark and it's one of my worst fears and i've multiple times i've said on this podcast oh i'm only afraid of like people and stabbing except when it comes to the dark literally i don't think i will ever grow out of this fear i've had a fear of the dark since i was very young nothing bad happened to me in the dark i just am so scared of like basements leaving a basement i'm gonna run i mean not to be all philosophical but a fear of the dark is probably like one of the most primal fears that a human can have yeah because like when we were all neanderthals wandering the earth and it got dark that's when the scary things that could see in the dark would pop up and start eating us that's true i'm just scared of panthers you're just scared of panthers (laughs) i don't know if they're nocturnal (laughs) or saber-toothed tigers that's when That was a thing that was around with the Neanderthals, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for those of you who were too lazy or weren't able to uh, watch the clip, basically the short, short synopsis is this woman is getting ready for bed. She's about to turn off her hallway light and she turns it off and she sees an ominous figure at the end of her hallway. And then I feel like she usually wears glasses or something because she seems to be like squinting a lot. Mm. Or maybe it's just because it's supposed to be like hard to see. Yeah, like what is that? Am I? It's like when you turn off your lights and then your coat that's hanging up on a coat hanger turns into a demon. Exactly. With horns and a, a, a butt. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the, that's the creature in this one. You see her butt. Oh. So as she turns the lights back on and the creature's not there, then she or the shadow, I should say, and then she turns it off again and it's there. On, off, on, off, on, off. And then the next time she turns it on, it's like right in front of her, but facing backwards. And you see like long black hair and a naked body and you see a butt. A butt. But it's a scary butt. It's an awful butt. So then she turns the lights back on. I'm sure the actress who played the creature has a nice butt. (laughs) There's no credit for the creature. Oh my God, it was real. Yeah. I was going to say, was it uh, animation or was it a prop? Or it was a person that just didn't get credited. I'm not sure. It was the director, David something. Maybe it was him. David Sandberg. Yeah, it was probably him. Mm. So then she does what anyone would do, and she fucking tapes her light switch on (laughs) because ain't nobody got time for teleporting demons. And then she goes into her bed, and then eventually you can hear the creature take off the tape, turn off the light. It also has like a skittering noise as well. It's It's so creepy. She also covers her head with her blanket, which, as children, we all know that blankets have magical abilities to protect us from literally everything. Exactly. When I I remember being really scared once when I was growing up after a nightmare, and it was just after I used to live in the room next to my parents upstairs, but my sister and I decided to switch rooms, and her room was downstairs. Mm. So then I was in the new downstairs room, and then I had this really bad nightmare. And usually I could just be like, mom, and she would come right there because I was right next to her. But then I had a whole floor difference, so I had to be like, mom, mom. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when I used to hang out with my grandparents, they had their like whole entertainment unit set up downstairs in the basement. So I would watch my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff down in the basement. But at the end of the hallway, literally when I'm sitting on the couch and I looked left, down the hallway there was a Jesus room. (laughs) 
And I don't know why, <laughs> but like, I think just passively picking up horror movies where like crosses were used for satanic iconography, like flipping upside down and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They're like seeing the cross on the wall in the room at the end of the hallway would freak me out. So what would happen is I would watch my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles late into the night, and then I would have to go upstairs, but I would have to turn off the lights. Oof. And so I would like, I would do that thing where I would turn on all of the lights and then like slowly work my way up to the stairs, turning off lights periodically. Yep. Until the final one, I would turn it off. And, and then run? And run because I was afraid Jesus would chase me. <laughs> <laughs> That's reminding me, actually... I said earlier that I've never had a traumatic incident in the dark, but there's a very famous story of me with my family oh, yeah. where uh, we were at my cottage and uh, my parents went out for a date. So my sister and I, and I think my brother, were taken to a neighbor cottage to spend the night mm. so that my parents could have a nice time, which now I'm like, oh, they probably wanted to bang. Yeah, so your they- parents were banging. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. But anyways, so I'm sleeping with my sister in one room and my brother's in another room. And then I have to pee in the middle of the night. So I get up and I go to the washroom. It's pitch black. And I close the door and I lock it. And then I can't find the light switch. Mm. And it's really dark. Is it one of those bullshit ones where the light switch was outside? I I can't even remember. It could have been that. But on it, and it was also just I hadn't been in this house that many times, and maybe it was my first time in the bathroom. Anyways, I got trapped in the bathroom, <laughs> and so I didn't want to wake anyone up, but I also did, was getting more and more scared. So I just kept going, "Somebody help me, please! <laughs> Somebody help me, please!" <laughs> um, so now anyone from the cottage who knows me always says that when they see me. And my parents all the time, too. It's adorable. Oh, man. Is that what you would do if you encountered the lights out creature? I don't know. Just, like, flick off the light and then flick it back on and be like, somebody, somebody help, help me, please. please. Yeah. That's why it's so great that you have a partner to live with because there's someone to help fight off the burglars and stabbers that come in and also the dark. It's true. It's also a good thing that we have a pet. Because any like slams or knocks or anything in the dark that I hear, I can just equate to Buddy wandering around knocking stuff over. Meow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Until I turn around and he's sleeping at your feet. <laughs> and then like, I'm afraid oh, no. to turn around again because <laughs> yeah. that's when you find something. That's when you look into the eyes of something. Oh, man. Which then brings us to the end of the short when she was under the covers with the magical covers that will save you. There's a moment where the light, she has a light, uh, a bedside light. And it starts to flicker. And there's a moment where she decides to reach her arm out and try and like fix the plug at the bottom under her bed so that the light will stay on. Mm -hmm. And that moment just makes me think of whenever I'm in bed and it's like really hot, you only have a sheet on or something because it's summer. And then you you try to be brave and stick your legs out from under the covers. But then the demons are going to grab you. Yeah. Then Satan will grab you. So you got to not do that. Or Jesus will grab you. You got to just stay under the covers and pray. Yeah, just take, just, you know, put up with the heat. But she does uh, reach out and she fixes the plug. And then she looks up and you finally see the creature's face. And that's the big, like, jump. It's not even a jump scare, but it kind of is. It's It's just like one of those images. I always find that there's a difference between, like, a jump scare and just a visage that is so horrifying to look at that it's like. It's like daunting to keep your eyes open. Yeah, and but, it popped up pretty quick. So yeah, that's the other thing. But it wasn't like a bang sound or anything. Yeah, it's just it. like it's like any other camera 
cut, and then there's just this bad picture to look at. Yeah. But there's no, it's not done in a jump scare way. It's just like, and there it is, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. For those of you who have seen Momo, it kind of looks, not our fish, but the creature, the internet creature. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. A little bit, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's just one of those like really smiley, big toothed creatures, but it's still a human face, but their mouth is big and And their eyes are huge. Yeah. Like golf, like tennis balls almost, I think. And I love this movie because I call it a movie, even though it's just a short film, but it's so well done. It's so scary. Whenever I'm in a social setting where my friends are talking about like spoopy things or whatever. I always bring up lights out and I'm like, Oh, let's watch it right now. Cause it's only three minutes long Mm -hmm. and it's such a great concept and it does everything so well. It's also a good uh, video to have in your repertoire when your friends are like, Oh man, you got to check out this video. And then they play it and it's like, Oh man, I got this one to play. And they play it. Yeah. Yeah. You can play yours. Lights out. Yeah. That's a modern problem (laughs) is needing a repertoire of videos to play for your friends at a party. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last point that I have is I love how much you don't know about this movie as you're watching it. Like the lore or the backstory. Like who is this creature? Why is it here? What does it want? Because it doesn't hurt her. As far as you know. Yeah. Because it ends right when you see the creature's face. Mm -hmm. But it just is like, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't lunge. It just is standing there by her light. Yeah. And it was like almost taunting her a little bit. Like, ha ha, I did it. I came into the light and now I'm going to turn it off. Bink. Yeah. It definitely has malicious intent. Well, if only to scare. Yeah. You think it would hurt her? I just assume it's like most SCPs where the moment the light turns off, she like gets her neck snapped or something Mm. like that. But she's under the the blanket of, um, what should we call it? The blanket of? The blanket of plus one protection. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Plus two, plus two. Now, once you make an item magical, then it has increased defenses. Plus one is actually pretty expensive. Okay. Yeah. Great. And she's not too rich, so we got to give her a believable blanket. Yes, but it's good against most magical things. Yeah. It's masterwork. Which is... But that's what I don't love about... So for those of you who maybe don't know, this short film was the inspiration for the Lights Out 2016 full-length feature, Mm -hmm. which it takes the exact concept. They even kind of recreate this short in the beginning of the movie, uh, but in a different location. And I think one of the biggest reasons I don't like that movie is because they go so much into the backstory of the creature. Yeah. And why it's doing what it's doing. It's not even the same creature, I don't think. I would almost like, I would compare it to your acting tip, which is like the the tip of don't open your goddamn mouth and you'll be a good actor. <laughs> Sorry, pays, that's paraphrasing not, that's a little not bit. what it means. Paraphrasing yeah. a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it's like, once you understand a creature's motives, it becomes infinitely less scary. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even, Jason even, like he just wants to kill some teens and he died, but he's not that scary. What's a good example? But he of a, doesn't speak. What's a creature that you never actually learn? Yeah, so Jason's a good actor. Yeah. What's a creature that you never actually learn its motivations? I would almost say like the ritual. Like you never really learn what the creature wants in the ritual. That's true. But I think the main villain in that is the town, less so than the creature. It's true. Anyways, I'm sure I could think of a better example. But yeah, the idea that like if something's chasing you and you don't know why or what to do about it, it's 
extremely terrifying. But once you learn it's MacGuffin, it's like, oh, if I destroy the totem that's stuck in the middle of town, yeah. then it'll die. <laughs> then it becomes less of like a horrifying, unending nightmare and more of a motivation. Like, I need to go do... I, you have a goal now, which goals are not scary. Goals aren't scary. Yeah. You heard it first, kids. That's another tip in my article. Go for goals. <clears throat> and they're not scary. No. No. Go for unscary <laughs> it's, goals. It's to make you actually calm down your performance anxiety. Just go for goals and put all the pressure on your partner. You want, you want them to do things for you. I like how we've turned this podcast about a short film into an acting lesson. You're welcome, friends. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actor. I can't help it. <laughs> So we're going to take a moment to talk about our patrons and socials and stuff. Drinking and Screaming is made possible through the generous support of all our patrons. And I can't thank you guys enough because even any amount that you guys donate to us means that you enjoy what we're doing. So we're just going to keep doing it for y'all. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash drink and scream. We have some amazing rewards on there for helping us out on this journey, including bonus content, early access to podcasts, and even a cocktail recipe book. Pew. Pew, 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 pew. And it's going to have beautiful pictures. That Kelly takes every time we make a drink. Heck yeah. Follow us. Instagram and Facebook at Drink and Scream. Twitter at Drink underscore Scream. And you can email us, drinkingandscreaming at gmail.com. Make sure to rate us on iTunes, since getting ranked there is a huge boost for new podcasts. I can't tell you how much it makes us so happy when you get ratings from you. We'll read them live on the air. Uh, do it. <laughs> Discord. For now, we're going to cozy on up with our partner, Super Hopped Up. So check out bit.ly slash hopped up Discord. Yeah, there's more activity on there than a new Discord that we make. <laughs> yeah. With nobody on it. But that's it. That's all my points. What you got to say for me, baby? Um, I don't have much, mostly because I think this is definitely like your movie. This is going to this is a Char centric episode because you love this so much. This is, I would say, probably one of your favorite horror movies. If I'm yeah, I'm not taking words out of your mouth. No, you're you're right. Which is crazy because it's so it's short. Like three minutes long. Oh, but it's so good. My m main point is that like how much they pack into that three minutes, like the ramp up of going from lady just getting ready to bed to like immense life changing horror is so good in the three minutes where it's like the first like couple seconds is like a curious wonder of like, oh, what is that? Am I seeing something? What's going on? Let's investigate what's what the rules of this creature are to like, oh, I might die. Yeah. Any minute now to like, okay, I'm now barricaded. Gotta save myself. Yeah. I'm barricaded up in my blanket and I'm turned on the light. I might make it through the night. And then it starts flickering, which is like just ramping up the tension. I mean, before even the flickering, it's the just hearing the tape come off yeah you know what that you just hear the sound but you know what's happening yeah so you like the all the rules that you learned at the beginning are immediately thrown out by the end and the idea that he managed to fit so much of horror tropes into three minutes and not feel like it's rushed was i don't want to say masterful because that feels like i'm up my own ass but it is though <laughs> it is pretty You're masterful. Up his ass yeah it's like it's just really I don't know. You And every time I watch it and I know what's going to happen, it's still suspenseful. Even though I know what the end is, I just don't want to see her face again. Yes. I've seen it, I want to say, I've at least seen it 10 times. And 
every time I still feel the same. I'll say the first time you see it is definitely the most fear you'll get. Yeah. But I, it doesn't stop being scary. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the only films that I can think of that will pop into my brain in the most inconvenient of times. Like when I'm trying to sleep, I'll be like, yep, that lights out, chick. <laughs> I mean, oh. it's always after we watched it. And then you're like, man, I need to go to sleep now. God but... damn it. Yeah. And there's like something horrifying about... Un- it's going to sound really bad. There's something horrifying about a naked woman placed in like a non-naked scenario, if that makes any sense. Like, well, nudity is used often in horror to make people uncomfortable. Yeah, like hereditary. I, I mean, Ari Aster in general uses nudity a lot to yeah. make people uncomfortable. B42 movies also. Because you always assume that you're going to see nudity in or like a... Is it A42? Uh, A42 sounds... A24? Shit. You know, look it up. You know, the producers of Ari Aster movies. Um, and The Witch, I think. Anyways, but yeah, they mostly, mostly people go in expecting that they're going to see nudity in like a sexy way. But then the moment that it like cuts to a naked person in a situation where no one else is naked. A24, you're right. Sick. Sorry. You're like, you're suddenly just, it's, it's just a weird men- mental twist to be like, oh, something's naked, but it's a horror movie and it's scary. We haven't seen it yet, but Sleepaway Camp does a really good job of that. I've I, never seen it at all. I watched it and it's good. <laughs> Question mark. I think what also pulls in the extra like pizzazz on top of the horrorness with this nudity is that the creature is all, it also looks look dirty. Yeah, a little ratty. And the, her, her hair, I assume it's a lady. You never see the front of the person, actually. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, it is David some, Sandberg. Seems, Sandberg. Um, but the hair is very long and unkempt and black. Yeah, and it makes you think that it's like a nat- natural creature. Yeah. Which, like, don't get me started about f- like nature horrors versus man-made horrors that'll be another podcast entirely that's some that's a whole level of garbage but yeah i just think like every time we watch it i'm like all right i'm I'm down three minutes good pace three minutes of spoop good pacing in that three minutes yeah it never gets old no i mean if you watched it like one after in a row in a row in a row you put that on loop but that happens with anything and i feel like every time I watch it, I kind of notice something different. Like the most recent time that we watched it, the skittering. So that stuck out to me because you hear the tape come off first, but then you hear the skitter and then the door opens. Yeah, which means she's on the move. She's coming closer to you. But she skitter. She would already be at the light switch because the light switch was at the end of like. But it makes it seem like she can teleport in the dark. Yeah. So maybe like maybe you hear her in the day. Because in the light, in Lights Out, they added like the actual the 20, movie, 2016 yeah. movie. They added like a whole mechanic of she can only move in the dark or something, but you also can't see her in the light. Whereas this one can appear in the light. So maybe it's like it has to move in the light, but teleports in the dark or something like that. that yeah, that could be it. Or it, I don't know. It can teleport in the light, theoretically. But for me, I, it's more like where was she skittering to? Maybe that was the point where she was like, I'm going to scare this lady with my skittering. That's true. She had an idea of what would be the most scary. Because yep. she couldn't see her under her magic plus one masterwork blanket. No, but she knew she was in that room. It's true. She was like, hell yeah. 
I'll skitter. <laughs> oh, just talking about it freaks me out. Do you have any other points for me? Not really. I think if we do the full Lights Out movie, I'll have more points on that one because most of my thoughts are about like adapting this into a full length movie and like how unbelievably unnecessary it is. Right. Because something like this exists and it's out there and is good. And it's so good. It adds creativity and product to the world. Why do you have to corrupt it and make something bigger? Yeah. When Which we watched. What was the context of us watching it? We watched it at home together. We learned that. And we were just like, excited that. Yeah, we learned that a full length movie existed. And we're like, yeah, all right, let's check that out. Because I do think I'm sad of how it went across. But then again, what else could they have done? Because to make a full-length feature, you're going to have to dive into more of the unknowns and make them known, which is basically what ruins it for me. Yeah, so just don't make one. Yeah, which brings me into some of my fun facts, if you want to sure. go into that next Let's section. Let's go. Woo! So after every horror movie we in our lives that we watch together, Kelly and I love to go snuggle up into bed or on the couch and go over some trivia and fun facts that we have about the horror movie on our phones. And so we decided to bring that into our podcast. Mm-hmm. We want to bring all the listeners into our cute relationship. And usually it'll be one of us that knows more about the movie will find the fun facts for the other one so we can be surprised. Or it'll be me because you fall asleep while I'm reading them. Oh, yeah. In real life, that's it. But in podcast world, it's whoever knows most about the movie will do it. So I did uh, the searching of the fun facts this time. And I was worried thinking this is a short. I don't know if I'll be able to find anything, especially since it's not that old. Because we've found that it's a pattern. If it's recent, there won't be that much trivia. You'll have to really dig through interviews and that kind of stuff to find things. And even then, sometimes you don't find cool stuff. But for this one, I found some pretty good ones. So let's get into it. Number one. This is a Swedish film, actually, which is interesting because you never really hear them speak. So Yeah, I think I assumed British because of the plugs. Mm. And it's also known as Fotasvista. Which I assume means lights out. How would Swedish? How would how would you pronounce that in Swedish? Fotafista. Yeah, that sounds good. Fotafista. Schwista. Fotafista. We are not Swedish. No, we aren't. <laughs> um, it won two awards. Uh, it won best director in the Who's There Film Challenge, and it won best short at Fant Bilbao twenty fourteen. So it's been entered into a few film festivals now and it's been gaining a lot of uh, awards which is nice for them yeah i mean why would you not i almost i've never been to a film festival for shorts before but like does everyone just sit in the theater and watch short film after short film after short film yeah exactly my sister's boyfriend phil he made a short film and it was in it's coming to vancouver in one of the vancouver film festivals so i definitely want to go and watch that because I always like, whenever I heard Cannes before, like Cannes Film Festival, Yeah, I pictured... Which f- I know what it is now because we <laughs> talked about it last episode in the chronology of <laughs> our recordings, but I, I didn't know about it before. I always pictured like a fairground with booths, with like with like ten- oh, tents of films set up. Almost like Comic-Con, but with film Yeah, booths? I always had this like romantic vision of like wa- wandering through these like snowy lit streets and like going up to buildings and like walking in and watching the film being played on a theater and then you go to another one 
you walk out and you grab some coffee or something and you go to another one and watch it. Yeah. But if it's just a bunch of people in a theater sitting down, that makes more logistical sense. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I mean. To be fair, I've never been to one, although that is what I assume from my industry knowledge it would be like. Yeah, I wish it was more magical. Well, Swedish mountains. We could make a film festival of our own with Swedish mountains and booths. Yes. Also, I got to the end of my drink, and I will say that the only downside of this one is it looks fucking disgusting once you're done. Also, the ice melts in like a very aggressive way. Like I can taste ice flavor at the end of it, and I don't oh. know why. Maybe I just haven't been mixing it enough as I drink it. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I did notice like more of the coffee flavor as the ice melted, which was nice. It's like an after drink used- drink. Yeah. <laughs> Because we used whipping cream in the coffee ice cubes, it makes a lot of flex on the glass. And it, in the drink, as it melts, it becomes more and more apparent. It does kind of look like you puked in your glass. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Or it kind of looks sandy, I would say. Ah, that's less disgusting. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Give me some more facts. Oh, this is good. I hope you don't know this one because most of my facts are about it now. I had no idea. The director, David Sandberg, cast his wife as the woman. <gasps> the Lotta, woman? Lotta Lostin. I mean, that's what I would do. Hell yeah. Except I don't have a wife, so I'll just have to go cast some friends or something. Hello, what about me? Yeah, I don't have a wife. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually got married in 2013, and Lights Out was released at the end of that year. Oh, that's cool. So I'm not sure if they had met before and then decided to do this. I know they worked on this together as a passion project, but I'm not sure if they fell in love while they were working on it or beforehand. Or they were already dating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I went on her Wikipedia page, they had a really nice little segment about how this show took off. So she and her husband, filmmaker David F. Sandberg, created the 2013 short film Lights Out. According to Sandberg, the movie cost practically nothing to make and was originally something they just wanted to have fun with. They submitted the film to the Bloody Cuts Horror Challenge, where the film was a finalist and Sandberg won Best Director. Some months later, the short film became popular online, going from about 8,000 views to over a million, which attracted Hollywood directors and producers. And that's why it got picked up to be the full-length feature. Yeah. It's kind of like the mockumentary that came up with the Slenderman idea. Although it is weird that it took so many years from the videos of Slenderman being made to the movie yeah. being made. But there was the games between the movie and the original video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lotta Lostin also stars in Attic Panic, which is another of David Sandberg's short films. And he's actually featured in that one as the ghost. I've never seen it, but I, I love his other work. So I, I want to watch it now after we finish yeah. recording. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode of it. Yeah. Um, Another one that we talked about a lot in this podcast already, but this movie is the basis for the 2016 feature film titled Lights Out, which was directed by the same director of this short. So he actually was the director. Does that mean that the overall, like the end result of the creature was his original idea? Or do you think he was like pressured into coming up with more fleshed out story for it? I'm not sure. I would hope I hope it's the second one. Yeah. But you never really know. So that he's like an... A tour. And I never, I don't want to like shit on him because the it was so successful. And the movie that they made, the full length movie, was also basically critically acclaimed yeah, and made a lot of money. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like it. But I'm still glad that he found success. And it was really his jumping off point because he um, cast his wife again in that movie, Lights Out, the full length feature, 
where she was in the warehouse doing basically oh, yeah, the, beginning the beginning yeah. of the short film was in the beginning of the full length feature. And then he also directed the new Shazam movie. <gasps> and he cast Lotto Lostin in that as well. Oh, who was she? Uh, I she watched was, that on a plane recently. She was a doctor in a it. Doctor. I haven't seen the movie. So when I saw her character, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I remember his name. So he actually made a YouTube video criticizing Shazam, like basically telling everybody the things that he didn't like about the movie and the things that he would do differently about it. It was kind of like a movie review YouTube video, but But made by him. But he's the director. Yeah. And he was like, I don't like this part. Yeah. Ah! Because a lot of people didn't like Shazam. And he's like, I totally am. I know what you guys are talking about. Here's all the things that are wrong with Shazam and what I would change. Of this movie that just came out, the version, the new version? Yeah. Ah, that's uh-huh. so interesting. I think it's him. It's either him or the writer, but I don't know why. But it would, I think it's his. Cool. I haven't watched it yet but because I hadn't seen Shazam, and I just watched Sh- Shazam on a plane, so maybe I should watch his review of yeah. his own movie. Because he's like apparently very open about it and cool. discusses it in a way that... I haven't seen it, so I wish I had more input, but... It's pretty good. I liked it. It was a good movie on a plane. <laughs> and then my last quote, uh, or fun fact, I should say, is that he directed Annabelle Creation. That was his first full-length movie. Oh. And he cast his wife in that also. She's the <laughs> adopt, uh, adoption agent. Oh. So we watched that less than a year ago. And that was good. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. So I'm a fan of this director. I think anything that he comes out with later on in life, I'll watch. We should follow him. And his wife. I mean, that's... I love that creative partnership. Like, I'm working on this movie. You're going to be in it, babe. Don't you worry. For some reason, adding and his wife made it seem more stalkery and less fan of his movies. We should follow him and his wife. (laughs) I am a stalker, of course. Don't you know? But I love that because I find that we do that with each other, too. When we're working on our passion projects, I'm like, oh, how can I involve Kelly in this? Oh, come and take pictures of my mask workshop and stuff. Yeah, especially when you work in similar fields and you're like, oh, man, I need an actress to play this or whatever in my short film. I'll just use my wife. And it's also amazing because although she's not been in many things, he knows how how talented she is. Yeah. So she doesn't have to worry about the stupid politicalness of casting directors and all that. She just gets the job. And she's probably a good actress because she probably never talks. <laughs> That's not what that point was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Read the article. She, she chases her goals <laughs> while not talking at all. <laughs> yes, you can do that. Uh, uh, so final thoughts. You ready for some final thoughts? I am finally ready for thoughts. Ooh. For me, I don't really have much to say other than I really, really, really love this short. Whenever I get to talking about scary things with friends, I want to bring it up. It's so scary and it's so short. I don't understand how good they made it. And Oh, my God. It's just so good. I have no bad things to say. <laughs> Which is usually what you want from a short film is I don't have anything bad to say because yeah. like you have the option to just cut all of the fluff off. Yeah. Uh, I guess my final thought is that like watching things like this really inspires me to want to make my own short because it is so bare bones and it is just like it's it's based on just like such a as we said before primal fear like you take something that people are afraid of and you just adapt it into a short film like I feel like I could pick away at any of our fears and make a short film about it in a hopefully creative and entertaining way yeah 
So yeah, every time I watch it, I'm like, damn, I should get on that and make a short film. That'd be great. Do it. And then submit it to a bunch of contests. Hopefully in a Swedish villa. You make so much money. Yeah. Win so many awards. I don't do it for the money. Hell yeah, do it for the creativity. (laughs) That's why I do it. I make no money whenever I try to do things. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I think we're allowed to say that we're true artists because we've never made money on any of our stuff. Yeah. Well, that's Lights Out, a short film about just being a regular person, but then your fears kill you. Or don't? We weren't we weren't too sure on that one. <laughs> <laughs> this was an extra bonus episode done for International Podcast Month. We aren't sure when it'll be released, but you can check out what we'll be watching next on our socials and Patreon at Drink and Scream. And remember, always scream responsibly. The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is Morning Dew by Liquid and used under a Creative Commons license. The link is in the show notes. You can support International Podcast Month via coffee or PayPal and by retweeting, sharing, and talking about the event using the IPM 2019 hashtag. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and information on the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.